Shalom, this is Reb Ya'ad bin Emin again with another exciting edition of the Torah Watchman Podcast channel. Shabbat Shalom, because I'm recording this podcast for you on Friday. Yes, the eve of Shabbat leading into the seventh day of rest. Shalom, this is Reb Ya'ad bin Emin with another exciting edition of the Torah Watchman Podcast channel. God bless you. I can say Shabbat Shalom because it's the sixth day of the week, Friday. We're getting ready and preparing our hearts and souls for Holy Shabbat. Yes. In this edition, I would be amiss. I would be negligent. I would not be fair to you if I did not, as an American citizen, a Gulf War protected veteran who served my country with patriotism for 20 years, not to mention the unwarranted raid of ex-president Donald J. Trump at his Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach private residence in Florida this, this past Monday. Now you understand that this sent a firestorm of inquiries, of protests, of concerns. <clears throat> Both Democrat, liberal, and independent all had equal concerns. It lit up the airways like fire. It really has. That's all you hear about. You're not hearing any more about Ukraine. You're not hearing any more about COVID. You're not hearing any more about Taiwan. And those are equally very important issues. All you're hearing is that about Trump had his private residence raided by approximately 30 agents by the FBI, a signed order, a warrant by FBI Director McKay, a vest at the will of the Department of Justice, Garland, okay? They were in cahoots and collusion, I think, for the past month on this issue. Let's get some facts straight first, okay? You may have not heard about the National Archives, okay, Association. They are they are very important sub-department of the federal government, and archive is a key word to what they do. They archive documents, okay, uh, pictures, photographs, um, addendums, all kinds of things like that, okay. They have a paper trail that's historical in scope for for, I would say, mainly by presidents, ex-presidents, when they turn over these documents after administration is over for archival purposes because this is it's very important for future presidents to pull from that library of records if they have a very important foreign policy decision to make. Okay, they can research this. It's very important even for the Supreme Court and other research analysts that support the federal government, okay? Now, it is a tradition that presidents, before they leave office, before they officially given, <coughs> given the door and the next president takes the key away for them from the White House, they go through their file cabinets, okay? They pull out records, they pull out files, things that they think are important for them in their retirement, leaving uh, the office of the president, leaving POTUS behind them, and, and living their lives as a civilian. Consider ex-president 
uh, Barack Hussein Obama, 32 million something records, supposedly by NARA, said they were done uh, correctly, processed correctly, and archived. President Bush did the, did the same thing. Okay? <clears throat> so, again, we have uh, the Department of Justice, Garland, someone asked him to get involved with this, who worked with the FBI Director McKay, who had a search warrant that was signed off by a magistrate judge in Florida by the name of Reinhardt, okay? To go and to search the residence, private residence, of President Trump in mar lago Florida, Palm Beach, Florida. What were they searching for? Okay? The search warrant has actually been a made public source now. Their Fox News is talking about it. Okay? What was they were searching for is supposedly boxes of documents and things of that nature that are uh, that that should have been stored in uh, the National Archives. Okay? There's some history about this. Uh, in January after President Biden was sworn in and after President Trump left the White House, he cleaned up his office, okay? He boxed up records. He took these records with him and stored them in a secure location in his private residence. I think this Mar logo is probably where he went. Now, of course, he didn't do this in isolation. He did this through a well-vetted process. He notified a... Um, a security officer responsible for all these uh, classified documents, confidential documents, even top secret SCI, a secure compartmentalized information documents. Um, <clears throat> uh, he notified the proper channels of that. And the President of the United States, by the Constitution, has the right to assume the role of the original authority classification agent to declassify anything at any point in time that he desires to. Okay? President Obama, when I was active duty when I was active when I was active duty, uh the Stuxnet project, uh, which was a joint uh, intelligence effort between Mossad and uh um and American uh research scientists, cyber cyber forensics and cyber offensive people, uh, Stuxnet was actually geared to write a virus together, a task force to write a virus to break the centrifuges uh, that, that Iran was illegally using to enrich uranium uh, for nuclear weapons purposes. Well, President Obama, as a bragging point, he wanted to make public because he's running uh, for re-election. He announced about Stuxnet. Now, that probably had some Assad agents in Iran killed. But he had the right to declassify something that at that time was active duty in the Air Force that was top secret SCI. Okay? That's one example. So back to these boxes of things that were seized, um, um, some 50 boxes or whatever I believe was a tally. Some of them were photo albums of family. They even went into uh, uh, millennia uh, as uh, private wardrobe searching in her uh, garments and pantyhose and things of this nature. Um, but anyway, there were 15 boxes that were retrieved by the National Archives toward the, uh, between the end of January 
and beginning of June. President Trump's um, staff members, uh, lawyers, other individuals were in communication all this time for five months about National Archive documents. He said, he told them, that if you want anything of these documents at any time, just let me know and I will work with you and I will hand them over to you. Okay? Again, National Archives came to his residence and retrieved 15 boxes of things they thought it was interest for national security purposes to store them in National Archives instead of out of his private residence. Now, some presidents have something called a SCIF, which is a secure compartmentalized information facility. What it could be as a basement, could be a place you could put a, uh, a large steel door with a safe uh, that is uh, licensed and certified and inspectable um, to put these documents in. Now, that's exactly what National Archives did. They saw the lock that Trump had put on there and they wanted a better lock to be certified. So they knew by June exactly the, the number of boxes, the number of boxes um, of interest for National Archive purposes. And they knew the, uh, generally what the contents were at a, at least a high level. And they showed no interest in that. Now, some reason, Director uh, McKay and uh, DOJ Garland decided that these documents were so sensitive, a threat to catastrophic damage to our national security that they had to go and send out 30 agents, FBI agents, to raid his private property. Folks, this has never happened in U.S. history before in 232 years. It sets a very dangerous precedence, things you see in, in banana republics and Latin America and other third world countries, where you have one president that's retaliating against another political leader that is threatening his authority by using um, the, his force of will, using executive branch or presidential powers to his advantage to punish a competing political contender. You can imagine if this is allowed to continue, which I think at its heart is unconstitutional. But I already told you, the Constitution gives clear rights to the President of the United States at that time of office to declassify anything he wants, okay? You imagine if the next president of the United States is a Republican and if Trump is punished for this, if he's arrested or sentenced or something, the next president can do the same thing to the ex-president. And then you will have a constitutional crisis and you will have a failure of our democracy. That, this is the danger to our, to our nation right now. I'm 57 years old and I've never seen such things I've seen before. I'm an information security expert, so I understand exactly what top secret SEI information is. Okay? It's need to know information. Just because you have a top secret clearance does not mean you have access to the SEI component of that. The SEI component refers to a specific program of entitlement which you have a specific security classification guide that you have to read and acknowledge and accept to even read the information. And in, a, in anyone like me, you're not allowed to take the documents out of that skiff unless you're nominated as a courier to remove it. 
okay? It's very serious information that could, ca could cause catastrophic damage. Catastrophic damage to this country. Before I close this, before I close this, I want to point out, lastly, Hillary Clinton had access to 32,000 document attachments, emails, and things of that nature. Some of them were top secret SEI. Some of them had, were so sensitive they had geospatial intelligence information only controlled by the NGA, okay? That's a in, part of the Department of National Intelligence, a department where they have very sensitive classified satellites that collect intelligence information uh, about other countries that we have interest in. She essentially stole this information. She had no authority in the Constitution to declassify anything. She removed these things and put them in a server a private server in her bathroom and she was not indicted she did not have her home raided nothing uh, no, nothing criminal happened to her <clears throat> in fact to the point of her wanting to run for office for president again so you have a dichotomy of truths here you have competing argu arguments here you have issues with fair treatment on the Constitution that if one law applies to one American citizen against a certain crime or regulation or policy then that law has to apply to the same person despite their political views despite race creed or ethnicity or gender so you have serious undertones here that this was politically biased this was used to the point of, of to make President Trump to make President Trump ineligible to become president again. The very serious things, okay? I always said before, there have been multiple issues in the past with people removing classified documents, both presidents and president officials, like Sandy Berger, left a secure compartmentalized information facility, a SCIF. The White House, by the way, is a SCIF. Many areas where the president is, it's a skiff. And everything there is protected under the same authority as a place in the Pentagon. Anyway, this guy stuffed classified documents in his pants and his socks. He was, um, he was uh, briefly arrested. He lost his security clearance, but got it back in three years. And far as I know, did not spend any jail time. Anyway, I hit the 15 minute mark. I just want to point out here and my professional opinion, as an information security specialist, as someone who's been in the information technology, technology realm for 30 years, someone who's worked in multiple SCIFs, read in multiple time, and secret, top secret information, this is highly um, out of the norm for what happened. I mean, Director McKay, either he's completely incompetent and negligent, or he was completely in collusion with President Biden and Department of Justice Garland to out the President Trump from ever running again. All the hearings failed in the January 6th riot and everything else, so they needed another element here. 
to put Trump away from ever running for president again. The liberals are scared to death of someone like President Donald J. Trump becoming president again because they know he will drain the swamp. May we all say, oh, man. Listen, this is Reb Yar Emmett signing out. I'm a lighthouse on a hill that will not be head. I am not politically correct. Please share the knowledge of wealth and truth to everyone you can and let them know I'm holding your back. I will always speak truthfully. It's against halakha, it's against Jewish law for me to exaggerate anything to you. I always will speak truthfully to you as I humanly can. And if I ever say anything that's not absolutely truthful, I will redact it and I will apologize to you. Try to get a politician to apologize for anything. Check out my videos on YouTube, uh, Word and Board. Send me an email to yarbenemmett at gmail.com. And tune in to me, the Torah Watchman Podcast channel again, and I'll give you another exciting news story that you will not hear in the way this Orthodox Jew can speak the truth.